on a morning like this it can only be grace it can only be grace this morning it can only be only be grace this morning and of course we want to thank god for a brand new month a brand new month uh, happening to us if you check the calendar if you haven't already today is the first day of september 2029 the ninth month of this year the ninth month of this year and we are so pleased we so thank god for such an opportunity to be counted among the living and of to of course and so we thank God so much as I've already said. Um, good morning and welcome to the plus morning dew. 
um, time check is six hours nine minutes after six nine minutes after six and very soon getting into the world to go but of course um we we, we, we we want to want to wish all of you a happy new month and we hope that um not just hope but we, we pray that uh, this year brings or comes with a lot of goodies a lot of lot of wonderful wonderful stuff for you this month so um be hopeful be hopeful and uh, be hopeful because um that's what we can only be uh, it's going to be a great man gradually gradually we are just um a couple of days and three months away um until we see 2022 off and then we welcome 2023 and then i know definitely um we would, we would be together in 2023 so good morning once again and welcome to the plus morning to you before we get inspired this morning um it's time to get to today it's time to get into the word to go it's time to get into word to go and today uh, we're talking about um something something very very wonderful hold fast hold fast to your confession hold fast to your confession and so let's get let's get right in to five and it's requested to Jesus Christ for the same yesterday, today and forever. So I believe you had a wonderful sleep today and then we all come to today's program. I have some few things to share with you today which I will be a great blessing to you. Hallelujah. I want to start from Hebrews chapter 3 from verse 1. Today we are sharing on hold fast to your confession. Hold fast to your confession. Hebrews chapter 3 from verse 1. It is wherefore holy brethren. This is Paul writing to the church, the Hebrew church. It is wherefore holy brethren. Can you imagine? He calls them holy brethren. You are holy brethren. Holy brethren. It's very important to call yourself what the word of God calls you. He calls you holy brethren. Now you may be very terrible. You may be a, you may consider yourself as a very terrible person. But this is how God sees you. This is what he calls you. He says holy brethren. And he says partakers of the heavenly calling. Oh hallelujah. Holy brethren. I, I just can't stop reading it. Holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling. I'm a partaker of the heavenly calling. I'm the holy brethren. He then says consider the apostle and High priest of a profession, Christ Jesus. You know, the King says profession, but other versions say confession. The, the Greek word is actually confession. Just consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, Christ Jesus. Meaning that Jesus Christ is the high priest of our confession. What confession is that? Now, go to Romans chapter 10. I want to read from the day. The day you became born again, there was something you said to become born again. You said something, you confessed something in order to become born again. You didn't just believe with your heart, but you confessed something in order to be born again. You see. From the days, but what's the other? The word is mine, even in my mouth and in the heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. So you confess something called the word of faith. Okay, then it says, It is this, verse 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Then it says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So even if you believe and you don't say with your mouth, there's a problem. You believe with your heart and you, you become, you are made righteous. But you confess with your mouth so that you might experience salvation. 
Now, salvation is a big word. The, the Greek word for salvation is soteria. And soteria means a package of health, blessings, prosperity, increase. Every single thing that you can think about is part of soteria. It is salvation. So salvation is a package. Now, he says that we should hold on to the apostle and high priest of our confession. Just consider the apostle and high priest of our confession. The confession is that the confession of faith in Christ. A confession of the fact that he died for us and the fact that he was buried and when he was buried we were buried with him the fact that when he was raised from the dead we were raised from the dead with him now when we were raised from the dead with him we didn't just come out there were good things beautiful things that were brought into our lives you see and we must hold fast to that confession now go to Hebrews chapter 4 verse 14 it says seeing then that we have a great high priest who is that great high priest Christ Jesus that passed into the heavens and it says Jesus the son of God and it says, let us hold fast our profession, or our confession. Let us hold fast to our confession. In other words, hold on tight to the word of God. Hold on tight to the words of God that you have found. And speak them for. You see, hold on fast to your confession. Speak for the word of God. Speak for the beautiful things that God has brought into your life. That is the only way to express your faith. And faith needs expression. Now, when you read in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, from the text, and it says that we all have in the same spirit of faith, as it is written, I have believed, therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore we speak. If you believe what God is saying he has brought into your life, then you speak it to your life. You speak it to your life. You must hold on to your confessions. Don't stop talking the word of God. Don't keep quiet. That is the only way to survive in this wonderful life that God has given to us. To thrive rather, not survive, but to thrive in the life that God has given to us. Don't keep quiet ever. Keep talking the word because he is the, he is the high priest. He's passing to the heavens. Jesus is the son of God. And it says, because you've seen him pass, we know that he has passed into the heavens. Let us hold fast to our profession. Our profession of what? Our profession and our confession of who he is in our lives. What he is in our lives and what he has brought into our lives. Hallelujah. What has he brought into your life? He has brought prosperity into your life. So confess that you are prosperous. Confess that prosperity is yours. What has he brought into your life? He has brought favor and increase into your life. Confess that you are prosperous and that favor is in your life. You are the favored one. If you are going for an interview this morning, you are the favored one. Know that as you go, God will favor you. If you are going for a contract today, know that you are the favored one. Speak it yourself. I'm the favored one. I'm blessed with all spiritual blessings in heaven places. I'm graced with the power of God. The power of God is working in me. And I cannot fail. I'm a success. Great I see that is in me and that is in the world. I'm a victor. Oh, hallelujah. Confess the word of God. Hold fast to your confession. Because you have a high priest who has come to that. I love you very much. I'll see you again tomorrow. God bless you.
Plus Radio. Plus Radio. So now is our time to get inspired this morning. This one I want to um, talk about something. I want to talk about something. I'm not really bashing about it. I'm just going to talk about um, something. So last Tuesday, uh, I went for uh, a, a rather um, good, uh, it's a good project, right? Should I call it a good project? I went for a program, a program at the New Lancaster Hotel. And so and then I met him. Um, while I was at the program, I was at, I was actually a chair. Uh, we, we call it an MC, an MC. Yeah. Not really an MC, but a, a little thing we do, a little thing we do where you have to speak to the public. And call it um, sergeant at arms. So um, because of it, um, I, I, I go expose a lot of people. When few people I, I have their contacts, really, they work for a bank. Um, they just wanted me to know how important these uh, messages that I bring every morning. Um, that's for them. One of them told me that she always finds something in these passages that I read every morning on the, on the last morning due. I don't know about how he finds it difficult to leave home <laughs> after um, he listens to where to go in the house because he knows that that minute where he moves <laughs> from the house to his car, he's he's tempted to miss um, time with the story man and then not thought about how he finds it uh, very very pleasing and even if it even if he's in a car because he has to go to work very early um, it doesn't matter why he's doing the car he stops and he listens to it and 
you could tell how um, I didn't. I felt I felt so proud doing these things because you know, um, getting down to write these messages um, really really takes a lot of my time, a lot and lot and lot of my time. Um, now I'm, I'm gradually becoming a, a a phone a phone junkie because every time I have to write something from the experiences that I I, I get. So I feel so I feel so honored to have um, the likes of. Um, Fredia and Victor and, and, and Margaret um, telling me this. It's 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 wonderful. It's wonderful. Now I can't tell you what Anina have um, I was to hear them speak so highly of me. The truth is that these messages as I've already taken a lot of time. But um I honestly don't think these people realize exactly how much motivation they have imparted to someone like me to keep on going on and, and writing um, some of these things through a little bit of appreciation so appreciation let's talk about that word for a moment i do wonder sometimes whether we feel we fully grasp the actual meaning of the word especially in our parts of the world the oxford advanced dictionary defines that recognition and enjoyment of good qualities of someone or something webster defines it as valuation evaluation of or estimate of merit worth weight etc recognition of excellence the collins ignis dictionary has five different definitions for appreciation thanks for gratitude assessment of the true worth or value of persons or things perspective recognition of quality in an art an increase in value as as of um, goods and properties a written review of a book etc especially when favorable now the most important thing i want you to know is that with all of these word accepted dictionaries none of them said that appreciation is done as offering a gift to thank someone for doing you a favor but that seems to be the definition that many of us have chosen to apply in our part of the world now some say oh it's, it's part of our culture others believe it's nothing more than manners either way the truth is you are not likely to get much done in this country unless you are ready to show some good old Ghanaian appreciation some good old Ghanaian appreciation <laughs> for me the irony is that very often these gifts we gift and prefer to call appreciation are going to people who have simply done nothing but their jobs <laughs> after i went to um, a particular bank where i see one of these banks where i see and i took out money Look, it was it was money meant to buy a car, so I took out um, some good good money, and then I just after taking the money, I counted the money at the at the counter, and then thanked the lady, smiled at her, and then took off. So just um just when I was about to leave, a, a, a wonderful woman, man, one of the seats at the client service desk called me, and so I mean I just thought probably she had recognized me from my days back on campus or something so i just sat down and she started speaking and she said look the money you took you should have tipped the woman and she smiled at me and went and i didn't understand so i just wanted to probe further and i asked her so does every single individual who come in here tip the tennis <laughs> and then she said no they don't but your money is huge so you should tip her my dear friends 
it's not about me being stingy. I I know. I know um I mean when, when we begin to talk about things people feel like it was stingy. Look, whenever I go to any place to eat, I tip the waiters good, handsome, handsome tips. But that is when I feel they've done something extra above themselves. Look, me being there, the tip is not going to make them press the keyboard harder at the bank, is it? Look, if I feel I have to give you a tip, I can give you a tip. But then even the ordinary thank you should be something that shows appreciation. My favorite dictionary, my favorite definition of appreciation is by a great little not accepted website. But then it says appreciation is all about understanding. When you show your appreciation to someone, you are thanking them, but you are also telling them that you understand what they have done. This week, let us appreciate the extra effort people people put in in to make our lives a little bit better. Let us appreciate them as the dictionary defines it by showing them that we have seen what they've done, we have understand the effort they put in to do it, and that we are glad they cared enough to do it for us. See if it does not push a spring in your step and a smile on your face. Now, if it doesn't, if they expect some Ghanaian appreciation in addition, then you know they are the problem and not you. Good morning, loyal listeners. Good morning, Ghana food. Plus Radio, Plus Radio. Plus Radio, Plus Radio.
and indeed you didn't kunim you didn't kunim you didn't kunim you didn't kunim it's now time to get into the word and today i'm going to bring you something from a very good old uh very good old man old man to me he's an old man but uh he's he's he's, he's one of one of the best you can ever listen to if you're a youth today the messages is uh the message coming is going to directly hit the youth but if you are above the youth or below youth um you know it's also for you it's also for you because this is a stage where um you definitely get or you missed but then it's still worth it because um we are all ambassadors for our friends and for our family and so you want to listen to this and today Uncle Kofi Usu, Uncle Kofi Usu is giving us a very, very powerful word. I know I promised you two days ago that we we're going to talk about something, something really, really pressing, something really pressing. But then, um, let's do Uncle Kofi Usu, right? Uh, we'll do it for 20 minutes, do it for 20 minutes, and we'll break and we'll do it again, God willing, tomorrow. So, Uncle Kofi Usu, and he's talking about the excellent man the excellent man and you 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 want to listen to you want to listen to this message right you want to get into this message and um let me know what you think let me know what you think i know it's a, it's a word of god but um let me know let me know how it changes your life so let's get in and listen to uncle kofi Usu, the excellent man plus radio plus radio plus radio plus radio You may be seated in God's presence. This evening we are looking at the excellent man. And I'm very excited because um, it's giving me the opportunity to talk about my favorite Old Testament character. Um, He was an excellent teenager became an excellent young man and grew to become an excellent man. That is the boy Joseph. And we're picking a lot of lessons from Joseph's life. Um, Many people see a lot of parallel between uh, Joseph and Jesus Christ himself. Just like the drama or the sketch that we watched where there were setbacks but the setbacks became a springboard for the young man to finally be vindicated. And I was given some interesting questions, that what are the traits of excellence, and what is excellence, and how can one be excellent in his or her relationship with God, and excellence in career finances, and whether there's a price to pay. Um, You cannot be excellent without paying a price. Um, One footballer, Marco van Basten, who was, I think, three times European best footballer, who could do a lot of magical things with the football on the soccer pitch, um, was once asked whether he paid a price for being the world's best. And he talked about the number of surgeries he had to have on his leg. Because he was so good, every defender would aim at his leg. And that's what happens to Lionel Messi, that's what happens to Cristiano Ronaldo. If you want to be excellent, the setbacks will come. But we are going to look at it with the eyes of the scripture. So I want to talk quickly about some basic traits that will show that um, a young man is bound for 
excellence. And it will also apply to our young ladies. Genesis 37. Um, I'm picking three traits. Genesis 37. And we'll be seeing that everything is not just based on prayer, but on decision and hard work. The Bible opens Genesis 37 with a very interesting account of the teenage boy Joseph. The Bible says in Genesis 37, 1 and 2, Jacob lived in the land of his father's journey, in the land of Canaan. These are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was pasturing the flock with his brothers. He was a boy with the sons of Bilhah and Zopah, his father's wives, and Joseph brought a bad report of them to their father. Here was a young man who had ten bigger brothers and one younger brother. And we, we do not know exactly what happened on the field. But Babu says he brought a report that was bad to the father. For one man or one boy to stand against ten big boys. I keep saying that if they all decide that they are going to knock him. Every child here, I'm sure some will not even get his head. They will get the, the, the ear, rather, to knock. But he brought a report all the same. And that meant that he was not afraid to stand alone. That is the first trait. If you are not afraid to stand alone, then it's very possible you become a person of excellence. Um, sometimes... As a young man, you mentioned the fact that you've never had sex before and your own Christian brethren will start calling you names and they'll start teasing you and they'll start laughing. Ha, 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 see on your banada. Ha, 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 ha. And you wonder whether it is even worth it to hold on to chastity. I remember about some 20 years ago, I went to preach at Yasantua Girls and one, one young girl was crying. And we asked her why. And she said, her friends have been teasing her that because she's a virgin, Unina um, obey Jimmy Jimmy. So I asked a simple question: that when the uh, Royal Majesty's car is coming, do people do say say? She said no. I said, but when we paint any car blue and yellow like a taxi, do people do say say? Why? Because we'll be at him. I said that's what happens. Once Obiam Fro and Tinemuno, go with your dignity and your royalty. And I asked her, what name do they call her? And they said they call her Green. And I said, Oh, when it comes to teenage teasing, when they call you names, you should call a name back. That's the only way. So when they call you green, then you call them brown. They, they will stop. But the point I want to make is that. Joseph was not afraid to stand alone. And there will be many occasions in our lives whether we're ready to stand alone or not. Then the second strong trait that we see in verses 5 through 9. Bible says, now Joseph had the dream. And when he told it to his brothers, they hated him even more. He said to them, hear this dream that I've, I've dreamed. Behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and behold, my sheaves stood up aright. And behold, your sheaves gathered around and bowed down to my sheep. His brother said to him, Are you indeed going to reign over us? 
Are you going to rule over us? So they hated him even more. And look at verse 9. Then he dreamed another dream and told it to his brothers. This is very interesting. You tell us your dream, we are angry and we hate you. You dream again and you should come and tell us. And that means that there was something unique about him. Anybody would have said, when I told them the dream, they are angry, so me can be him. And that is an excuse. Joseph did not believe in giving excuses. Show me an excellent man, and I'll show you a human being who doesn't believe in giving excuses. For the past um, four years that I've been a part-time lecturer for architecture department, I've told myself I would never go to class late. And I live at Sokoban. I arrive before all, all of my students. All. And I sit at the car park and then answer emails, etc., in my car for one hour before it hits eight. And I've made a part of me so that I wouldn't come sweating and say that there was traffic. For me, I don't know traffic that causes delay. For me, I don't know. When we have to go to the airport, my wife will say, oh, um, the checkout time, the check-in time is maybe in three hours, so we can relax. I'll tell that I always want to get to the airport one and a half hours ahead. Then I'll take my time to answer mails, read a book, etc. I don't believe in being in traffic and then driving and shooting them people. Hey, hey, hey. I, don't, I, don't, I don't believe in those things. Then you tell them that, oh, traffic is shaming. I personally feel embarrassed if I have to use traffic as an excuse because the moment you are telling me traffic, it means you don't plan ahead. It means you don't give yourself ample time. It means you don't have vision. So if you stand in front of me and tell me it's traffic, you don't have vision. So I don't believe in those excuses. And in our whole department, I'm sure, I'm sure I live farthest away. But I'll never come late. I mean, and this has been with me. When I started lecturing the year 2000, I was teaching a postgraduate class. And I always made sure they were meeting at the commercial area. I always made sure that I always got there 20 minutes, 10 minutes before time. And one day, the HOD, I was exams officer, HOD held me back because he wanted certain explanations. So when I got there, I was two minutes late, and they were all standing outside at the gate. And I said, ah, why are you outside? They said, sir, you have never been even a minute late. So when it was two minutes late, we knew you won't come. <laughs> but I said, you have never. So there should be certain hallmarks about an excellent person. And you are going to get those hallmarks if you are somebody who decides, I will never promote excuse giving. In fact, um, I was a youth leader when I heard uh, the late Moss Moreau talk about excuses in a very funny way, and that changed my life. He said, the most useless commodity ever manufactured by man is an excuse. Africa, why not developing slave trade? Ah! Did you see the slave traders? No. No. It's the most useless commodity ever manufactured by a man, an excuse. So if you're somebody who, who if you want to give me an excuse, then it means you are not a serious person. You are not a person of excellence. A person of excellence will always make sure it can work. And he'll make sure it works. So Joseph didn't believe in excuses. So even though they hated him, he still went and then spoke about his dream. 
Then the third trait, Genesis 45, reading verses 4 and 5. Genesis 45, reading verses 4 and 5. Bible says in Genesis 45, verses 4 and 5. So Joseph said to his brothers, come near to me, please. And they came near to him, and he said, I am your brother Joseph, whom you sold to Egypt. And now, do not be distressed or angry with yourselves, because um, you sold me here. For God sent me ahead of you to preserve life. Very interesting. God sent me ahead of you. So Joseph was saying that don't dwell in the past. Once you dwell in the past, you cannot be a person of excellence. Hey, Uncle Fiat, for me, I won't marry you. Hey, me, my first boyfriend, when he broke my virginity, he didn't mind me again. So I won't marry. Tnaho? You marry Tnaho? And then, Joseph refused to dwell in the past. The moment you decide to dwell in the past, your life is locked. Let's take Joseph as a a first year student. He has a dream. Joseph, what program will you pursue? He said, we are binding sheaves, so my first choice are Greek. Joseph, what about your second choice? Oh, the sun, the moon, the stars. So my second choice may be astronomy. Then the brother said, we will sell you in the tourism. Then they sold him. <laughs> so when they sold him, he knew at least you'll be going from pyramid to pyramid. And then when you go to Potiphar's house, he said, no, Snaha, home economics, cow. I didn't get my first choice. I didn't get my second choice. I didn't get my third choice. Even home economics, the crowd, what was doing? Well, Potiphar came and then, cha, 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 then street. Leadership in prison. He got his fifth choice, which was forced on him. I don't even remember that I even chose it. And they gave it to me. But God being so good, when God gives you something in your heart, no matter how many years will pass, it goes and it comes back to that point. God moves in cycles and in seasons. Ultimately, it didn't become local agriculture. It became inter- on an international scale, the whole global. So if you sit here and you tell me, uh, I chose architecture, but they gave me actual science. I chose actual science, but they gave me planning. So me, the one I'm going to lecture school, I'm not happy. It's not hope. It's not hope. If you prayed, if you fasted, even if you saw pharmacy, but by the time you are aware, it was petrochemical. So, somewhere last week or last two weeks, um, some Kenyan students are being groomed to be um, pursuing their um, further studies at uh, McGill University in Canada, and I was part of the interview panel. One thing that amazed me. Somebody comes with first class, CWA, maybe 78.66. And then you ask the person, I mean, what made you choose this course? He said, no, I chose planning, and they gave me this. Then after this, so what changed? Then I became a first class student. In the sub- One said, I don't even remember choosing this particular program. I had wanted medicine, pharmacy, but when I read, I was here. But the person ends with first class. And all of them who had been given programs they didn't really choose and had gotten first class, None of them said, I went to stand at Paju and did first class. None of them said that. 
there was a paradigm shift. Bible says, be ye transformed by what? Renewal of the mind. It didn't say be ye transformed by sugar. If you want transformation, it's the mind. If you want transformation, it's the mind. So it's important that we know where it is an issue of prayer and where it's an issue of the mind that you've made. So if you don't make up your mind, that even though I didn't choose this program as a first year, and I'm going to shame the devil. In fact, Italians always say that if you really, really want to shame your enemy, then thrive and succeed. So assuming, assuming you pray for architecture, and maybe the devil threw, let's say, food signs to you. How do you shame the devil? By crying? No. You go first class. Or just as a quick crying and then. You shame women anyway. First class. The only way you can shame the devil is to succeed, is to thrive. So you better make up your mind, first year student. You start enjoying the program you are pursuing. And don't say that, hmm, they made a train, they train us and then here. Already you have. A, a weighted average of 45. Yeah, yeah, pamo. Yeah, yeah, pamo. Arise and get serious. So it's important that you do not dwell in the past. America's greatest architect, known as Frank Lloyd Wright, any scheme that he designed and was built became a masterpiece. I, I just mentioned about three. A man came and said, there's this uh, waterfall where I picnic with my family. I want a vacation home. He built a house like trees on the waterfall. Nobody had ever done that before. It's not that Dubai has caught up and those who build in the water. Built. And to date, it's one of the heritage sites of America. He was asked to design a museum. And he designed the museum such that when you arrive by lift, you go to the top. And the whole museum, the five floors is around. So as you descend, you watch all the images. By the time you are tired, you are out. The only museum in the world where by when you are tired, you are out. All other museums, by the time you are tired, you are up. <laughs> and then they called him to design a hotel for um, Japan, an earthquake zone, Imperial Hotel. And those places, by law, you can't go above one story. He decided to have a multi-story structure. But he was thinking, how do I design such that if there's an earthquake, the wood does not crack? He went to a restaurant and saw that there was a waiter moving with glasses on a tree, but nothing was falling. And he said, how come this guy moved that the glasses are not falling? It was his wrist. He designed the foundation like the wrist of a human being. By the time they finished constructing, there was an earthquake. He was waiting. There was, there was no WhatsApp. There was no cell phone, only tele, te, uh, telegram. Not the telegram you have, the old telegram. The one that you wind the machine like that before the, the thing goes. And then he stood by it, and then the message came from the emperor. And he said, I could write. You are a genius. Earthquake has happened. All buildings flattened. Imperial Hotel, not a single crack. This is a testament that you are a genius. Then they asked him, Frank Wright, every building you design is a masterpiece. Which one is your best one? He said, the next. <laughs> you are in fourth year. You are in fourth year. You stand up and you are conversing. Hey, sister, hmm. My best year was second year, second semester. You are living in the past. Let this semester eight be your best. So the question is, what is excellence? What is excellence? And I'm going to look at three key areas because it has to manifest in our lives as noble men. Three key areas. And it's simply this. Somebody is a man of excellence if that person is an answer 
or a problem solver, wherever he finds himself, you become an answer or a problem solver wherever you find yourself. If you are the answer and the problem solver, then you are a man of excellence. And there are three core areas that it should manifest. Genesis 39, reading from verses 4, 5, and 6. Genesis 39, 4, 5, and 6. The Bible says in Genesis 39, verse 4, So Joseph found favor in the sight of his master. work with time so um this is where we end today don't trust me trust me you are going to be back tomorrow <laughs> you are going to be back god willing tomorrow to, to continue all this from uncle kofiusu uncle kofiusu the excellent man the excellent man um, i know you've learned a whole lot of things from this a whole lot of them a whole lot of um, important points from this and i know all oh, them even the little that you got it right the little that you got it Excuses. There's no need to make excuses for you. There's no need to make excuses for you. Excuses is one of the useless commodities <laughs> ever made by man or made to man or created by man. Uh, one of the useless commodities ever created by man, according to Uncle Kofi Owusu. It doesn't matter what's 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 going on. You can always um, work without a mistake. You can always work without a mistake. So. Um, today we want to end very very early. We want to end very very early because um, we want to introduce some 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 good good music, some good good music. So this is where we we'll probably end the talking, but then the music continues, right? We we'll, we'll switch you up to Auto DJ, giving you some wonderful wonderful music. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Benjamin and I sent him for Ramoni, who is your usual host. So thank you to all of you. Margaret, uh, listen. Margaret from FNB Bank. FNB Bank. Thank you so much for listening to um, this AKD. AKD. I know you're also doing the lesson. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, and to all of you, a special thank you to our, our bosses, Teresa and uh, Mr. Emmanuel Kuku from Pong for helping us every single time, backing us every single time while we do this. And so catch us up Godwin tomorrow as we bring another edition of the Plus. But then we are treating some good music to us all. <laughs>